Hi, I'm Katie Roaring. And I'm Eric Roaring. And we're the founders of Fontana Candle Co. In four years, we took our hobby of making candles in our basement and selling them at craft shows and makers markets, and we turned Fontana into a nationally recognized e-commerce brand. This year, we are doing seven figures of revenue and have 10 employees. So how did we do it? Welcome to the Candle Couple Podcast, where we will share the nitty gritty of scaling our e-commerce brand quickly. We are spilling the tea, so hopefully we can help you scale your brand quickly too. This is episode nine. How did we make the decision to go all in on our candle business? This was a scary, long process. So I guess the first thing we should say is what does that mean? Go all in on our candle business. What's the definition of that? For us personally, it was you going all in and quitting your full-time job. Right. So when we started Fontana, I had a full-time job. I worked in corporate America um, for a large chocolate and cocoa manufacturer. And then I started with a industrial company making acoustical ceiling tiles. You had a good career. Yeah, I was very fortunate. I've had a very good career. And that was able to allow Katie to work on the business full time without having to make a paycheck. All in for us was when Fontana grew beyond what Katie could do full time and what I could do after six o'clock at night and on the weekends. Yeah, I was never the breadwinner in our family yep. up until that point. But Ooh. you were working full time on Fontana. For I was, yes. Since but the beginning almost. I didn't pay our bills. Well, no. You were still doing a lot with Fontana the whole time. So we started Fontana f- January of 2018. And oh gosh, that seems so long ago. It now. was a long time ago. Started as a date night. After that, we had you full time on it and I did the stuff on the nights and the weekends. I had part-time jobs here and there. Yep. And you were looking at starting a couple of different businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to start a bridal salon. So we had a few of those different businesses we were trying to start, but Fontana was kind of always our thing we were doing on the nights and weekends. It was our hobby. It was our hobby. But then it quickly turned into more than a hobby when we started doing more shows on the weekends and the website really started taking off. We were spending more and more time working on the business. Until it really took off in 2020. It really took off in 2020. That's when it exploded. We started in 2018. My last day of corporate work was March 26th of 2021. Three years into the business, I decided to quit corporate. I gave my notice to my boss early November of 2020. I actually gave them a five-month notice. You gave a shorter notice, but it kept getting pushed back, your leave date. It kept on getting pushed back. They wanted me to stay more and more, and I trained my replacement. We did like the security of your paycheck. So I was like, you know what? It's a couple more paychecks. We'll take it. So I guess kind of two stories going into this. The business grew beyond what we could do with one full-time person and me doing part-time work. Well, and in 2020, that's when we had the 3PL too. Yes, we had a 3PL. So we weren't doing fulfillment ourselves, but the business was really growing and we spent a ton of time pouring candles. I was doing the marketing, the customer service. Along with that volume comes a lot of ancillary items like customer service. When the business grew beyond what we could do personally for me part-time, we really looked at what would it take for us to forego my salary from corporate. We actually saved we we live very frugally. We do not spend a lot of money personally. So we had about a year's worth of expenses, personal expenses saved in the bank account. We also left corporate on a very good foot. Uh, so you you left corporate. Yes, yeah, so I left corporate on a very good foot. My boss's boss's boss actually sent me a note my last day saying, if you ever want to come back, 
just send me an email and I will find you something. That did make us feel better. That did. It was like a backup plan. It was. We had we had several backup plans. We had a year worth of savings for our personal expenses. And I had a job that I could virtually instantly go back to if we needed it. There was a lot of personal cushion on us mm-hmm. or for us that we didn't have to worry too much about it. That gave us some security in making the yes. decision. When we ended our 2020 season or 2020 year and had made the decision to leave, we were at about $300,000 in revenue. Yes. That was just you and I and a 3PL. We had your mom helping, and then we had another part-time person helping us. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it was you and I doing the legwork Mm -hmm. and our 3PL doing order fulfillment. And I think we were burning out at that point. And I think an important thing to say, too, is that we had $300,000 in revenue that year. We had never taken a penny out of Fontana. No. So you never got a paycheck. The very fortunate thing with me being able to make enough money in corporate, everything Fontana made was put back into the business. We believe very heavily in reinvesting back into the business because we bootstrapped it. So instead of going getting a ton of venture capital, we reinvest from our revenue. I looked at our P&L. We've spent about $1.5 million in business expenses from cost of goods sold to rents to salaries of other people to branding, all that stuff. That's all from business earnings. Everything we've made has gone back into this business up until last year. And I believe that's why Fontana is successful Mm -hmm. because we do really prioritize on reinvesting back into the business. Yes. Living a very frugal life personally has allowed us to reinvest everything we can back into the business. Because I hate to generalize, but just part in our personal life, we know people who have started businesses and who don't live frugally. They love to go on lavish vacations and eat at the best restaurants Mm -hmm. and have the big house and their businesses have failed. Or have they're just the same they are today and have gone nothing beyond. I know some businesses that have failed. And it's like that financial literacy will affect your business. Well, it's very easy. Everyone knows a profit and loss statement, a P&L or an income statement, whatever you want to call it. And that's a good thing to run your business off of. However, when I look at my business and how I run it, I run it based on our cash statement. I am always forecasting cash. The P&L is great and we have months of loss and gains and all that stuff. To me, that doesn't matter. It's all about what's our cash flow. How are we managing our business per the cash flow? You've been out of corporate for about two years now. Just coming up on two years. We have never once worried about money. So I think to me, in my personal definition of success, that's a success. Yeah, I would agree. And it's potentially a hindrance because we could be a lot bigger than we are. We could be, yeah. We could be. Or we could have failed. But either way, the things we worry about in our business hasn't been cash. We've never worried personally about money. We've never worried about making our mortgage. We've never worried about food, car payments. But in the business, We've never worried about making payroll either. Nope. And it is very disciplined approach to spending that. Yes. That's why we can do that. It's not that we're making tons and tons of money. That it doesn't matter. It's just that we are very, very frugal in how we spend our money. So we ended 2020 in $300,000 of revenue, made the decision to leave corporate because the business grew beyond what I could do part-time and Katie doing full-time. One of the things to remember too is that in 2020, when our business really exploded, was the pandemic. And I got to work from home Mm. through my last year of corporate, which meant I didn't have to travel. 
I used to travel a lot for work as well, which means I wasn't traveling across the country, around the country, around the globe like I used to. You weren't gone for weeks at a time like before. Right. I was at home 24-7 almost. You lost your commute. You lost my commute commute anymore. So I was able to focus even more time on the business. You couldn't spend all the time in the gym after work. Yep. I was home and we got to spend it on the business, which really aided our growth, but then also solidified the fact of, wow, look what we can do with this business when we all are both full-time and dedicated to it. And I think, too, the way I look at it is we needed to hire someone no matter what. Yep. So if we would pay someone a salary, you know, to work for us with me, why not have you do it? Yeah, exactly. That person should be you. That was kind of what it came down to of, okay, we're going to need another full-time person, so either we pay somebody Mm -hmm. or just let it be me. Yeah, okay, we're not going to take any money out of the business, but we're personally going to suffer for this, which was fine. We had our savings, Matt. Yep, we don't live extra so it was an easy decision and it was to easier do. at that point too because like the vacation stopped because it was the pandemic yep. so didn't have to worry about missing out on a vacation the other thing too to remember is us personally we don't have children no that we, would that would change it would everything. change everything like we were we were totally positioned to do this we had very little risk personally mm-hmm. on doing this we had a job that i could go back to instantly we don't have college no, trying to save for for diaper or, diapers, diapers child care no none of that right so our personal lifestyles were very conducive to going all out yeah. for for this business. Yep. But one of the other things that we got was one of our largest POs happened to come in in the fall of 2020 right before or really kind of solidified the decision to go full time. We got a PO for it was just under $30,000. Our revenue the year before was $60,000. We got 50% of the previous year's revenue in one PO. We didn't know if we would be able to even manufacture mm-hmm. it. If we had the ability to do it, we had no idea. That PO scared us a that little PO bit. That PO scared us a ton. And it was one one person, private person. Of course, across the country. Across the country. She had an online store influencer. It was the biggest one ever. And it was, okay, let's do this. We have huge momentum going in for the business. Let's just go all in, run with it, and see what happens. We had outgrown the house at that point. We knew we were going to need a new building And so we were looking for places very close to the house so that, assuming I was still working at corporate, I could make easy, quick commutes to the shop. When I decided that I was quitting, we were able to open up our search area because... Uh, that was just where I was going to go every day and right. I didn't have to run back and forth between the office and the shop and home. And that really helped find our spot that we're in today because we didn't have to have it as close to home. When you went all in, we both went all in with we the business. We both went all in. Yep. Yes, we Our did. whole life went all into the business. Yep. That hasn't stopped for two years. No, we're still all in with yeah. our entire lifestyle. Yep. I mean, our life revolves around the business. It is 100% the business. If that would be a takeaway that you take away from this episode, because you always see entrepreneurs online, they're like, I don't have to work at all. You know, I do drop shipping or, uh, you know, you don't have to touch your product and you make millions of dollars. Don't do this if you don't want to work really, really hard. Because that's, to me, not the reality. The reality is you when you go all in on this business, you will work really hard. I am sure there are people that that is really their story of like, oh, I only work 40 hours a week. And... No, or someone like, I work an hour a day. I live the laptop lifestyle yeah. two hours a day. And I have a multi-million dollar business. 
that has not been our experience. I've owned another business. That was not my experience there. Your dad has had a business for his whole life. That has been not been the experience. You have to work really hard. If that is what you think entrepreneurship is, I would say that is by far the exception, not the rule. Yes. Do not get into business thinking that that's going to be your lifestyle. Because Katie and I literally work 100 plus hours a week. We work all the time. All the time. We start our day at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. We go until 6 o'clock at night. And then we are always having discussions about the business. And then Saturdays and Sundays are basically the same thing. I'm it's the one. I want to find more of a balance. You're the one that would work all the time. I, I do love to work. I mean, I love to work too, but I know yeah. from myself and my past, I, I do need downtime. Yeah. I do need to turn it off. Yeah. And I think that's probably a little bit of a difference during the week. I'm on the floor a little bit more than you are. Yes. And so the computer work is something that's comforting to me and I enjoy doing after a week of being on the floor. We just hired a manager, yes. so that should hopefully take me off of the floor a little bit more. Because and at the end of this holiday season, we realized that the way we have been working is not sustainable. Well, I think it's very much the similar piece of in 2020 when I had to quit doing full-time corporate work to do full-time Fontana work. Mm -hmm. We've just grown beyond the aspect now of I can't do full-time on the floor because the business needs other skills that I can offer. Well, the business has outgrown your management skills. Yes. We well, now that's need, for sure. We now need a professional manager and we realized yes. that a couple of months ago. If you are in this position where you are close to f making the decision to leave a steady job, do not burn any bridges when you're leaving your job. If you have the month or two months or three months to give your employer, hey, you guys, I'm going out on my own to do my thing. I don't want to leave you high and dry, so I want to give you a notice. You trained your replacement. I trained, I interviewed and trained my replacement. Mm -hmm. That will help give you a rebound of a job to go back to if something should happen. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Don't burn your bridges. Leave on a good foot. Make sure you have at least six months to a year of savings for your personal life. Yeah, I would say don't expect to be taking all this cash out of your business. Especially when you're trying to grow. Growth consumes cash like nothing else. Make sure you don't have to continually invest personally into your business to keep it going so that you can live and survive personally and your business isn't trying to kill itself feeding you I mean, we've done a couple personal injections into the business, yep. but we reached the point now where we have like Shopify, Shopify capital. That's right. So we no longer have to worry about personally feeding. That's right. The financial portion. And we don't have any uncollateralized loans. We have the Shopify loans that we've used for working capital, but it's all in inventory. So we haven't done any huge investments into or taken huge loans out to do a $100,000 commercial or something like that. It's all been working capital that and we can assets. turn in. Exactly. Be very careful of how you're spending your money. Run your business based on your cash statement, not your P&L. That's how I found that we've worked the best in managing our business so that we understand that we have enough money to make rent and we have enough money to buy raw materials and pay those employees and keeping them coming back. If your business is right on that verge of taking all of your time and has kind of stalled, the next step might be looking at going full time. But you have to make sure you personally 
are set up to do that. Because if you start stressing about your personal life and paying your mortgage, that's going to be a hindrance to your business. If you have to say, okay, well, in order to go full-time with my business, I have to take out a salary of $50,000, $60,000 and cripple your business. That's not the right time. Look at where you are personally and in your business if you can handle going full-time. And I would say too, looking from the marketing aspect, I would do it when your business is having an upward trajectory just to give you more people peace of mind. Don't do it when you're having a downward trajectory thinking, okay, if I just give more time, sales will improve. Yeah. Don't make this a move of desperation. Yeah, that, that may be the case. That's stressful. It's super stressful. There's no getting around. You're going to be working a lot, whether you're working at a full-time job and moonlighting in your business, or you are just working in your business nonstop. You're going to be working a lot. I noticed in the, our culture in America, there's such a love affair with entrepreneurship and so much of it is based in not reality. It's based on these online influencers and their false narrative that they're promoting or, you know, they're the lucky 3% that make it. It, It's not the average business owner. It's not. Not in our experience anyway. Subscribe and follow along for more e-commerce success tips so you can build a seven-figure e-commerce brand too.